One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're coming to you live from Greensboro, North Carolina, as I had to make a trip uh, for the weekend to do some work. So not maintaining my own work-life balance, but uh, happy to be here, happy to be with you guys. And it's just me today. Um, As I teased this show last week, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, my personal experiences with Transformation Costa Rica. So I did a lot of talks uh, about, uh, you know, preparing for this trip. Uh, I went on the trip. I've I've definitely come back a a different person from the trip. And so I I wanted to lead you through that. But first, uh, you know, we've had a real exciting announcement last week. If you missed it, we did uh, completely uh, relaunch RickAMorris.com. Uh, so we've got some new exciting products that that are out there. So uh, for the first time ever, and, and you know, a lot of this came from uh, the John Maxwell team and the people that I've been working with. Um, and one of the biggest influences in my life over the last three or four years has been the the power of mentorship, and and really having somebody speak into me and and, and really help me grow my influence and understand uh, how to influence. And quite frankly, I think the greatest power in project management is the power of influence. And so as I started to look, I actually started to Google and to see if anybody was doing any kind of direct mentorship or guidance uh, for the project management community directly, and, and, and nobody was. So we've created a product to do that. And so if you can visit rickamorris.com, uh, there's two different products out there. One, um, you know, one of them is based on my book, which is Project Management That Works. Uh, that's been out there for 10 years. It's been a bestseller. But um, as I've shared on the show before, too, I've changed a lot in the last 10 years. So what I do is actually it's it's eight hours of a video of us teaching the book. But generally, when you get me in a seminar, I'm talking about formulas and I'm talking about how I use Microsoft Project. And I'm talking about all these different things that I do in my career, but it's very difficult to show you that in a seminar. Well, what we've done with this video series is actually sit down and show you. So not only do you get the teaching, you get what has changed in the last 10 years uh, from, from when I wrote the book. And then we also then show you and give you all of the different formulas and tools and techniques that uh, I've used over the last 20 years. So, for instance, when I talk about uh, a real risk assessment, I give you the database that I created. I show you how I utilize it. I give you all the formulas behind the scenes, and and I I do that from a seminar, but it's very difficult to to sit down and get to the nitty gritty, and then all the videos are recorded into like 10, 15 minute segments, so that it's easy to consume. You you don't have to like give up a whole Saturday to kind of go through this. Uh, so when you're looking for a specific thing, uh, you want to learn about project status reports, or you want to figure out how I add risk to a project plan or any of those different things, it's built for reinforcement. So that's one of the products we release. The other one is mentorship. So we're building a community of like-minded people that we can really dive in and talk about how to not only grow your influence, but utilize your influence in an ever-changing market, right? So so the way that we managed projects 20 years ago is not the way that we should manage projects 10 years ago, and it's certainly not the way that you manage projects today. Yet most of the guides in the books, the way they're written, we're, we're written in a specific way. So this is going to be ongoing learning and direct mentorship uh, about how things are changing and what we can do in different tools and techniques. And so there'll be 24 lessons a year in this mentorship program, as well as 24 live calls. And what's going to be cool about the live calls is not only will we reinforce the learning, but we'll also give you an opportunity to have direct Q&A so that whatever issues you're having in your current job or, or you know learning paths or just Anything that you want to explore, we're going to be there for you. So you can find all of those at rickamorris.com. So we're really, really excited about that. We just launched uh, March 31st, and so far, uh, things have, have, have really blown up for us. So we're really, really excited. And then if either one of those don't sound good to you, then you can just simply join our main, mailing list by getting out to rickamorris.com. And I send about four emails a week just about thoughts and things that you know are, are, are coming up, but all specific to the project management market. So we hope you'll join us on that journey. So back to the topic of what we're going to be talking about here. Um, So first, let's define it. Um, You know, first, let's talk about John's journey. And, and, you know, it's taken me a while to really kind of wrap my head around all of this. But in working with John Maxwell, John 
had an organization called Equip. And what Equip was really uh, designed to do was train leaders in, in the church organization. And, and a lot of you may or may not know, but John's very, very faith-based. And um, he was training leaders, and, and they had a goal to train church leaders uh, in every country on the planet. And and that, of course, was, was unheard of. Nobody had ever tried to do that, and that was something that— um, you know, most people thought was was a lofty goal. And so they got to a point where I think that they had maybe 30 countries left. And, and those countries were like, you know, very dangerous countries. We're talking like Yemen and Afghanistan and some of these others. Uh, but they pushed through and they actually accomplished that goal. And so John started to to think about, you know, what's next. And that's where the vision of transformation came from. And, and of course, I'm paraphrasing this for because I can talk about this for hours. But the vision of transformation came. And what he wanted to do was start a movement that was bigger than him, bigger than all of us. And, and so what does it really mean to transform a, a country? And so what he started to talk about was aligning the seven streams of influence. And so when we start talking about the seven streams of influence, we're talking about government, you're talking about arts, you're talking about education, uh, you're talking about the media, um, you're talking about the business, you're talking about church, and you're talking about family, right? So those are your seven streams of influence. And also making sure that within the government, you have buy-in all the way to the top, which is the president of the country. And so they started to align all these different factors of what they would need buy-in from to, to come in to do transformation. And so how we go about transformation is through roundtables, and teaching people roundtables and talking about universal laws and values. So those universal laws are around, you know, listening and forgiveness and attitude and things like that. And, and so there's 16, um, 10 universal laws and six things based on intentional living that are trained within these roundtables. And so what we do as coaches of the John Maxwell team is we actually uh, sign up. We, we pay our own way. We volunteer our time. And we go to the countries that have invited us, and we have to have an invitation of the president of the country for us to come, plus the seven streams of influence have to be signed on to do this. And we go. And so when, when we go, um, we actually are training facilitators on how to do the roundtables and, and train them in the process and, and how to do this. And, and really, it's just getting everybody talking about aligning yourself or centering yourself on these universal values. And so when we are done, we had, you know, we would train, say, 15,000 people, which is what we did in Costa Rica. Now, those 15,000 people each now are in charge of a roundtable themselves, which is five to eight people per roundtable. And so they're now training or leading through over the next 16 weeks, 65,000 people. And so what we're looking for is using Malcolm Gladwell's tipping point of getting 10% of the population to have gone through this roundtable process. And from there, starting to see what uh, metrics and factors that we can start to track to start to see what kind of impact that would make on an entire population and country. What an incredible thing to be a part of, right? I mean, that's that's what excited us. So the first country was uh, was Guatemala, and then they did Paraguay. And already in Guatemala and Paraguay, you're starting to see the benefits of what was happening, uh, including now there is a leadership curriculum that has been written for, for students around these 16 uh, values in, 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 in intentional living that's going to be part of what is taught to high school students and, and kids of all ages, actually. But it's going to be part of the official curriculum so that every student is going to be trained within these as part of their general education in Guatemala and, and in Paraguay. We're talking about millions of kids in the next generation talking about universal values. I mean, we, we can't wait to see what what's happening. So Costa Rica was the third country uh, that we were invited to and was the first opportunity that I had an, uh, you know a, a chance to go participate. Um, so off we go. So you you get off the plane, you're picked up, you you end up at this hotel, and and to be honest, you have no idea what you're walking into. And even some of the people that were in Guatemala and Paraguay, the first thing that they're telling you is every country's different. So the way it worked, the process, all that kind of stuff's different. But the coolest thing is is that most of the people 
that are there with you have been people that that are part of this John Maxwell experience with me, and they're already family. So you're in there with with people that feel like family. They're, they're your closest friends, and you're in this country, and you're all in it together, right? We've all signed up. We're ready to go. Um, everybody's supercharged. Um, but I will take a side note right here because it, it was a funny story, but you just recognize the impact and the things that you take for granted. So the very first night we're having dinner, and there was a guy that was uh, serving you know us. That there was several people that were bringing food to us and that kind of stuff. And and this guy had this plate of churros. And um, one of my best friends in the John Maxwell team, Cherie Griffin, and she didn't want a churro. She just didn't want one. And this gentleman was so nice and he was so sweet and he just kept offering her one because he felt like she got missed. And so we nicknamed him the churro pusher and it was just a joke. And and so he came over and took a picture with Cherie with with a whole platter of churros in, in front of her. And we took a picture and we posted that on Facebook. And the, the John Maxwell team, that was like one of the first pictures that came out of Costa Rica and people were hungry to see what was happening. And so... That particular picture got liked and forwarded and all kinds of stuff. Well, the next morning, I I, I bumped into the guy and I, I just showed him what we had done. And and he was so touched by that. He was just so touched that, that we posted that, but that so many people would like the picture and that so many people would share the picture. And, and from that point forward, every time I saw him, he'd come up and hug me and say, God bless you, Rick. And... I, it was I was blown away by it because we were being silly and, you know, really just not even thinking about it. Um, and that's a normal everyday occurrence for us. But to him, that made him feel extra special. And, you know, he was doing his job and we were we were having fun with him and, and he became our guy. Um, but, you know, just that that one moment in, in the fact that he felt famous within the John Maxwell team for a second meant the world to him. And it just, th that was like the first moment for me to, to sit back for a second and go, wait a minute, we're, we're really doing something here. So it's incredible. And, um, that was just the start. We were then visited by the vice mayor of Costa Rica, who happened to be married, uh, to the president of Congress, who was incredible and then trained, uh, by Mike, who really took care of us and is our first entry into seeing Juan, who is the personal translator to John Maxwell. Uh, so those are some of the players that we'll talk about. Um, also, Barry Smith uh, was there, which he was incredible throughout this whole thing. Um, but that's where we are. We are we're there on the first night. We're trying to figure it out. We've met Mike. We've met Juan. Barry's there. My people are there. And we're all just confused. And we're going to leave it right there while we take our first break. And we'll be right back uh, with the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end -end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management from CA. 
Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. All right. We're back to the Work-Life Balance, and we're talking about uh, Transformation Costa Rica and just kind of my personal experiences, what it was like, uh, what our experience was like. So we left off. It was it was night one. We just got there, uh, got some food. Everybody's kind of getting acclimated. Uh, so we wake up the next morning, and the, the first day is is training. So they're training us on how to train everybody else uh, to, to be a facilitator. So we're actually going through the process that we're going to be training everybody else on. And, and for the most part, you know, I'm going to cut a lot of that out. So that's training. We're, we're there. Uh, but it, but it's incredible. Mike uh, that, that uh, trained us is is one of the most incredible facilitators I've ever got a chance to, to see and work with. Um, he's done thousands of roundtables, and, and it certainly shows. Um, and so then comes this, this envelope drop. So Again, every country being different, this was a new thing that they're doing, and I, and I think this was the brainchild of, of Barry Smith. I'm not sure, but every, they then pass out these envelopes, and uh, everybody gets these envelopes, and they, they tell you not to open them, and then when you do, it's kind of like Christmas, but this is kind of your first inclination as to what your schedule is going to be like, and everybody's kind of comparing. It was kind of cool. It was kind of like getting your, your class schedule when you're in school or whatever, and and so it either will tell you, you know, it, it has the days, and, but it'll tell you either have a, a company training, um, which is just generic. That, that means you're going out and doing a roundtable. Or there were special color cards that, that meant you had a special event. So, you know, it could be the university or the soccer federation or the orphanage or something of that sort. But nobody knew what that meant. No, nobody, nobody knew anything still at this point. So we go through training. Um, and then that night, uh, there was an official party in which we met our translators for the first time. And so these translators were all from Costa Rica, and uh, they were all volunteers as well. So they were taking time off of work. They were doing things to, you, you know, uh, to help out as well and, and being official translator. And they had to go through training. And so this was the first time we were all getting together to meet. Uh, John came in and uh, spoke to us, and, and we got to hear from Mark Cole and uh, several other people. And so that night wraps, and now it's the next morning, and you're kind of ready to go. Now, when they say it's organized chaos, that's exactly what they were talking about. And they, you know, I was pretty prepared for that. So you, you kind of, number one, you have no idea where you're going. So, you know, you have a card, my card for the, you know, said 6 a.m., you know, be ready to go. And so you go in, you have breakfast, and, and when they say, whenever you're ready, get in line. And so you get in line. And so then they just start saying two coaches, four coaches, three coaches. And, and then you go down and get into another line and then you're paired up with a translator and, you know, off you go. And so two coaches and a translator jumped in and they had us doing pair coaching because we were teaching two lessons. So one coach would do one lesson, one coach would do the other. Um, and, you, and you jump in and you go. You just jump in a car. And, and so our first training um, was, a, was a small church. And the, the pastor of the church was driving us. He, he took us there. And so uh, Juan Diego um, was our translator. So you get to you start to meet them, get to know them, start talking about how it's going to go, kind of set up the training, all that stuff. And then you, you show up. So you have no idea, you know, how many people is going to be there, um, you know, what the, the church is going to look like, any of that stuff. And so there's about, uh, you know, 10 people at the church, and it's our first training, and, and what an incredible experience. Let me, let me just go ahead and say the roundtable experience is powerful because 
you're you're not there to coach, you're not there to teach, you're there to experience, and you're there to actually be the leader of the experience, which means also kind of digging into yourself. And so the two lessons that we were training um, or teaching at this point, the facilitation process was on attitude and forgiveness. And so there was just incredible experiences that were coming out of that. And so when we were getting into attitude, um, and I'll go ahead and just be transparent. Um, so when you're going in attitude, one of the portions of the roundtable, what you do is is you rate yourself on one to ten. And and so I'm being jovial and I'm being me and I'm actually in my presentation mode. And so I said, so you guys feel like I've got a pretty good attitude. And I said, so I rated myself a, a three. And they all looked shocked. And I said, because right before I came to Costa Rica, I was trying to do a product launch and my son came into the office and you know, he kind of startled me and, and I snapped at him. And so, you know, at that moment, at that time, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't like my attitude. I, I didn't have the attitude I needed for my son at that time. And so they started to get the process is it's not like your overall attitude all day, every day. It's about specific instances. And then what the round table really asks you to do is to pick a specific time with a specific person and the whole point is that small actions lead to great change. And so, you know, us as facilitators, we're modeling the behavior. So I said, as soon as I get home from Costa Rica, I'm, I'm going to um, take my son into the office and apologize to him for that and work on the attitude. And, and so that shows them what it's what it's all about. And then when you get to forgiveness, that's a whole nother story. Right. And so that's where, you know, you really start to see some of the breakthrough, even with the facilitators and, and the power of the roundtable process. So we work in this small church. Um, it's incredible. And the bond that you build with people. So Juan Diego, um, he, he, he hits me on Facebook like probably every other day. So he's checking in with me. He's telling me about the roundtables he's leading. We're talking as friends. Um, and, uh, you know, these bonds that you build with these people and just, you know, I spent, you know, four hours with the guy. But we feel like family because not only – is the experience incredible, but, but it, it accelerates that, that, uh, timeline that you do to, to, to build bonds with, with people. So that's my very first training. So as I'm coming back, I'm recognizing, and, and so I have a color card and it's university. And so I start asking around and I'm like, well, what does university mean? And so I'm finding out that universities is an opportunity to go hear John speak but it's kind of like an event where we're just sitting there and John's speaking. And while, you know, I, I, I relish the opportunity to hear John Maxwell speak, I've heard John Maxwell speak quite a bit. And I'm there to train, to facilitate, to, to, to do these roundtables. So I trade cards. I was like, you know, who wants to go to the university? And somebody's like, I do. And I was like, great, here's my card. I'll go back out. So I, I turn around, go right back out and, and do another roundtable. And so the second roundtable that we do um, turns out to be this small company, and they were called Brain Innovations. And there was like six people. And what I loved about them so much was that the, the guy that, that's driving us, he's so worried um, that he's wasting our time uh, because there was only six people that he prepared a Visio chart for me to show the, the six people that we were training, the the... Uh, six to eight people that they'd already signed up for their roundtables that they were going to be doing roundtables with. And then the impact that those people from their roundtables were going to be having and how that was going to impact like 235 people. And I was, I was blown away by that. I was blown away by, he was already showing me his leadership side that, that what we were about to do in the next three hours was going to impact 235 people in, in Costa Rica. And so we were like, let's go. And what was also very cool was I got to go out and coach with a guy by the name of Tony Sims. And so Tony and I are acquaintances on the John Maxwell team. Like we, we see each other at IMCs. We know each other. We talk, right? It's all small talk, that kind of stuff. But I got to watch this guy in action. And then he pulled a move. And I, I, it's his story to tell. It's not mine. I just want to say that when he was coaching in the introspective moment he had with them, blew me away to the point that when we were sharing stories that night, I had to, I had to recognize him. It, it was awesome to be a part of. It was so cool that I got to be there for that. And it was, it, it bonded me and Tony because Tony was so good. And I learned so much from watching him do that. Um, and I just thought it was a really cool thing. 
And then our translator, Ivanya, um, so she ends up calling her friend and saying, you've got to be a translator. You've got to come down here. And Ivanya actually hit me up on Facebook Messenger night before last telling me about the roundtable she's setting up. So, I mean, these people are incredible. They're so excited. And, and they're, they're sitting down talking about values. And then you translate that to the experience that you have here in the United States that when you start talking about this stuff, people shut you down. So, I mean, this this is incredible, and this is only my first day. So when we come back from break, I'll tell you about day two. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader, with more than 2 million happy users worldwide. Not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to the Work-Life Balance. So we're on our third segment of Costa Rica. And, and before I wrap up day one, uh, as we're getting back to, to that evening, um, after day one, when we say it's an all hands on deck kind of thing, I, I saw some of the craziest things. I got a great picture um, where it looked like some books were left off and some coaches needed it. So there's a guy on this little Suzuki uh, motorcycle, like one of the fast ones, and he's duct taping a box of books onto the back seat so he could deliver these books to the coaches that needed them. And I snapped a picture of that. I mean, you just saw all kinds of crazy things of everybody getting you know involved, pitching in, that kind of stuff. So as we go to day two, um, day two, uh, I was on deck in the morning, and so I didn't go anywhere in the morning. So in the afternoon, um, they're saying, okay, we need eight coaches, four translators, and, and they jump in this van. So as we jump in the van, there's five coaches, three translators, and uh, everybody's asking where the books are. And the driver said, no, the books are already on site. So we say, fine. So we show up to this beautiful private um, uh, Catholic school. And so as we show up, we ask where the books are. They said, yep, there's no books. We said, okay, no problem. And um, one of the the director of marketing that worked for the school, she could translate. So she ended up being uh, my translator. 
And so we divide everything up. We said, no problem. So we had one of the Spanish books with us. And we said, we'll just go make copies of the of the lessons that we need. And we'll get the books you know, sent over here. So we get on the horn. We get the books coming via Uber. And uh, there, there's nothing. The, the, the one printer that can make copies is like taken for like the next hour. So we said, no problem. So we scan it and we put it up on the projector so that we could start doing what we needed to do. So it was an amazing uh, group effort of everybody just kind of pulling together. And so and one of the things that we do um, when we're teaching these classes, and, and so in this case, now there's five of us. Um, so there's two coaches in one room and then uh, three coaches each ha- have their own room. And there's about 25 to 30 people in each room. So one of the things that we do in the roundtable as well when we're talking about attitude is we start talking about, um, you know, who do we know that that exhibits that um, attribute and who do you admire and, and why? And so in this case, you know, I had chosen a, a person that's on the John Maxwell team with me. And again, I don't want to tell her story. It's her story. Um, but she's just been through a lot of issues and she just happened to be with us. Um, but she's one of the, the most amazing bright lights that you would ever meet. Uh, and her name's Amy. And so uh, I was telling my class, and, and so here's exactly what I told the class. I said, look, I said, there's an incredible coach that's here w- you know, with me. I said, as a matter of fact, she's next door. And I said, she's had an incredible amount of issues in her life. Um, and the only person that will really you know, burden you with their issues are the people that can't carry them on their own two shoulders. And I said, she's not like that. I said, if she walks into this room, it's like the sun has come into the room. I said, she's so positive. She's so incredibly awesome. And so to me, that's who I admire on attitude. I said it just like that. Uh, and then I said, but you know, what's weird is that I've been using this, you know, since I've been here in Costa Rica, she just happens to be next door through, through, you know, a luck of the draw. So if you want to meet her, you can meet her after class. So I say that we go through the whole training, we finish and we actually finished about 10 minutes earlier than Amy and her class did. And the whole class sat there and waited. And so I went and grabbed Amy, brought her into the room and immediately they just made this line and they all started to hug her. And it, it, it was just an incredible moment um, it, it, that really moved Amy. It moved me. It moved the class. And, you know, I've got tons of pictures and video of that. Uh, but it was an incredible moment. And so Amy came back to me. And she goes, what did you tell them? What did you say? And I said, I didn't tell them any of your story. I just told them that I admire you for the attitude. Um, and it was just an incredible moment. So that night, we end up going to the National Theater. And at the National Theater, John spoke. And this is the first time I got to see John and Juan um, work together. And you actually can go out to YouTube um, or go to Facebook and you can look up uh, Mejeremos uh, Costa Rica on Facebook and you can see this. But John and Juan working together is like a ballet. And Juan being John's uh, translator, it is absolutely 100% like a ballet. It's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Uh, and and John, uh, Juan actually can do John's, you know, every speech. I, they've been doing it together for 15 years. But it is it is one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen in, you know, knowing, and, and I've seen John so many times now, we kind of know what he's going to say. But to see Juan interact with him and, and be translated, it, it was, it was a, an extremely cool moment. So that night, you know, we all go back, we hang out, and so it's the next day. Now, the next day... Um, as I'm getting paired up with a translator, we're going to go, uh, we find out we're going to a hardware store, like a Home Depot. And as we're going to this Home Depot, it turns out that my translator is the friend that Ivanya called. So my translator on day one uh, that was at the small business with us, when she called her friend, her friend ended up signing up, had to go through training on day two, and then day three, she gets paired with me. So again, just incredible coincidences like that were working throughout this whole Costa Rica trip. So she ends up getting paired with me and my friend, uh, Randy Wheeler. And so again, Randy Wheeler and I know each other. We've talked with each other. We've shared some great moments at IMCs, but to watch him coach, watch him do what he does. Um, you, you just have a newfound respect for these people and, and you, you just get to learn from them. Um, we had two different styles, so it was great uh, for the room. Um, and, uh, and then it turns out that our translator, and I, I don't want to say her name because 
she she was kind of withholding this information, but she worked for the U.S. Embassy and then ended up signing up the U.S. Embassy to go through roundtables in Costa Rica. And again, you're just sitting there just blown away by how hungry this entire country was for this material and to talk about values and to go through a process. So that afternoon, um, I was supposed to go to the soccer stadium. And again, I saw that as an opportunity. I, I asked, I said, is this John speaking or, you know, is this some special event? And they said, nope, it's John speaking. I said, okay. So I traded it out so I could go back out again and do another round table. And, uh, as we jump in the car, we jump in a van, there's four coaches. I said, where's the books? And they said, uh, the books are on site. And I said, nope, I've been through this before. So let's just go ahead and put a couple uh, uh, boxes of books in the back of the van this time. And it turns out I get to go back to the same uh, uh, private Catholic school that I was at the day before. And again, all of this is random. You have no idea where you're going, how it's working out. It's all a timing thing. It, it's just it's it's absolutely 100 percent organized chaos. So when I get back, um, I start bumping into all the people that were in my class uh, the day before, and it's like a high school reunion. I mean, these people are hugging me. They're 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 coming up. I mean, they're running up and, and talking to us. And we had people from the director of finance all the way down to the janitorial staff in my class, and so they're all coming over. And all of a sudden, I feel like I'm the I'm the uh, the tour guide for for the school because I've been there before. And so I'm showing everybody where, you know, where to go. And uh, I, I get to run into uh, the director of marketing, who was my translator again. Uh, and so this time we ended up training uh, all the teachers. So we work with all the teachers, um, have a fantastic time. Um, and then they did a special presentation for us where we actually got to tour the school um, and meet a lot of the children. They had uh, some of the students come in and talk to us about their, you know, their lives there at the school. It was an incredible event. Um, and so then that kind of wrapped up all the roundtables for us. So that night, um, there was kind of a, a, a big party for us. Um, but then a lot of us had paid uh, to stay an extra day to do what we called the service project. So the service project, uh, we all split up and went to uh, schools that were in underprivileged areas, and um, we worked with schools. So they split us up into four groups. Two of the groups started the service project, while the other two groups split off and went and worked with classrooms for two class periods. And then we swapped. And so we ended up um, completely repainting this entire outside patio area uh, for the school. And then when we were working with the classes, um, just completely fell in love with these kids. And I think every one of us picked out two or three that we wanted to bring home with us. Um, and every one of us had a moment or two um, where these kids just just came to our heart because for these kids that we were working with, that was most likely their only meal that they were getting that day and the only time anybody was kind of showing any kind of care or love for them. And so it's amazing that in, you know, spending an hour with them that, that they can touch you that much. Um, but, uh, that experience in, in working with them and doing the service project, it, it affected me deeply, deeply to the point that, uh, I couldn't wait to come back and, and talk to my kids and, and show them the pictures and, you know, just be with them. Um, so that's the trip in a, in a nutshell. A lot happened in four days. It went by so fast. But you had 250 coaches. All of us had the stories. You know, I had, you know, friends of mine were training like the TSA. As a matter of fact, as I was boarding the plane uh, to come back, so I'm in line and showing my passport uh, to get on the plane to leave Costa Rica. And the TSA agent asked me if I knew uh, the the coach that trained them, and I did. And he pulled me out of line and hugged me and just said, you know, what an amazing time it was to have John and the coaches and everybody here. Um, and so the impact I know that we made, even on our short time, but we kind of just descended and just just hit that country like like nobody's business and we're just everywhere at once. Um, but then we were gone. And so now you have these 
you know, 15,000 people that were trained in Mejeremos, Costa Rica, taking it further now. And we know that there's 65,000 people that are going through this process that we're starting. And so just to know to be a part of that and just to know um, that you were there. And so the phrase that we all left with was, you know, we were in the room. We were in the room when that that started. We were in the room um, to, to kick this whole thing off and and coming back now and kind of reentering uh, the United States, the, the brief story that I had, uh, and I shared it briefly, but every time we talked to somebody in Costa Rica and told them what we were doing, I mean, we had stories of the, the Uber driver that was taking somebody, um, hearing about what we were doing and coming back and signing up, you know, his company. He was doing side, side work for Uber, but happened to work for a company, signed up his whole company. I mean, everybody that we talked to and touched in Costa Rica wanted to be a part of this. And then I come back to the United States and I'm working with an executive who says he can't he can't communicate to his team. So we sit down and say, hey, let's do a disk profile so that we can at least find out what the general communication styles are of your team. And we can start to work with that and start to do some individual coaching. And that entire executive team goes to HR and blocks it. Right. And you start to look at the differences in culture one we're talking these people are talking about forgiveness and and listening and attitude and that and we're just trying to figure out how do you communicate and they're like no we, we don't want to talk about that junk and so the the re-entry for me was very difficult and i've been talking to a lot of the people that i experienced costa rica with and they're feeling the same way so it's incredible just to kind of think about that and i'll leave you with that thought we're going to do our final segment on the work-life balance in just a second but We've got some commercials for you to listen to. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late. On budget is now too expensive. And today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile. And there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies, a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management from CA. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CA PPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged all while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA project and portfolio management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. 
All right, we're back. And I talked very, very quickly and very, very fast about uh, Transformation Costa Rica. But if you want to be a part of a trip like that, if you want to find out more, you can certainly hit me up at uh, Twitter at Rick A. Morris. Uh, find me at Rick at RickAMorris.com or rmorris at rsquareconsulting.com. Find out to, how to become a member of the John Maxwell team uh, because we have 29 other countries at this point that have invited us. Now they've got to go through various things uh, before we'll come. So we don't know where the next country is, but we know we're going. Um, and so uh, I can tell you at this point, I'm not going to miss another one of these transformation trips. Uh, wherever they call us, wherever they want us to go, I'm going to be there. Um, because uh, as, as my friend uh, John Stenbeck, who just came into the room, uh, has reminded me our, our favorite quote from from John Maxwell is once you taste significance, success just never will satisfy. And um, I think that was a significant moment. Um, I, I need to use the last uh, portion of the show just to uh, kind of get this off my chest. So I don't mean to be a downer, but uh, I, I need to pay tribute. Uh, we lost uh, somebody in the R squared family um, this week. Uh, so a lot of you guys that know me and a lot of you guys that have been around us um, over the last uh, couple of years, um, uh, Mike Stevens uh, passed away this this week. He was the the VP of Sales and Development for me. Uh, but more than that, um, you know, he was the best man in my wedding and, and a great friend for 20 years. Um, and so I just had a couple of of, of stories I wanted to share. Uh, you know, I met this kid when we were servers at Chili's. And uh, I just quit managing restaurants and, and decided, you know, I didn't want to be manager of a restaurant anymore. And so I just got a, a, a server and bartender job again. And I heard this guy walking through saying, where's the Hobart? And unless you've worked for Steak and Ale or Bennigan's, nobody really knows what a Hobart is. But uh, I knew that guy had worked uh, somewhere that I had worked and we bonded immediately. Uh, he introduced me to his church and, and we became uh, quick friends and uh, I was getting married uh, about a year after that, and he was the best man in my wedding. Um, and then we, you know, like all things do, you he came in and out of our lives. And one of my favorite moments is uh, my wife and I had decided to go see local theater, and he loved musical theater and being part of that. And uh, we hadn't talked to, in a couple of years, Mike and I, and we show up to uh, a local theater version of The Full Monty in which... Uh, Mike was the lead. And I was like, well, I'm about to see more of Mike than I think I want to. <laughs> and uh, so I surprised him backstage in between acts. And uh, he then moved to Texas. And uh, again, we lost touch for a while. And uh, then uh, a couple of years back, I look over in Carpool and uh, I see Mike in Carpool. And uh, I had just joined the John Maxwell team. And so I, I approached him in the car. We went and had lunch, and I told him, you know, I don't know what you're going to do for me, but I know you're supposed to work with me. Uh, and I hired him uh, a couple of months later, brought him into the John Maxwell team with me. Um, and uh, we shared a lot of fantastic moments uh, together. And so he leaves behind uh, a wife and uh, two incredible children who he loved absolutely dearly. Uh, so he's going to be sorely missed uh, for, from our organization. Uh, he's going to be missed by us. So, you know, I love you, brother, and uh, we're, we're thinking of you uh, as, they, as they laid him uh, to rest today. Um, upcoming on the show, we've got a lot of cool things that are going to be happening to this show specifically. Um, so uh, coming up next week, we're going to have the real-life cue on the show, uh, Mike Obrachta. If you missed that show, you can go back and search that actually titled it The Real Life Q. Uh, when we say that, he literally is the project manager that makes all the cool gadgets for the CIA. He's got a new book out. I was hoping the book would tell me who killed Kennedy or some of the, the other cool facts, but I don't think it's that kind of book. But he's going to be revealing what his new book is and in, in talking to us next week. Um, the week after that, I'm going to have Inga Rock on the show, which she is a, a fireball. You're definitely going to want to miss uh, – you don't want to miss the Inga Rock show uh, she's going to be uh, calling in from overseas, uh, but she helps small businesses really define what they want to do um, and, and really help brands uh, people. She also is a, a prominent member of the John Maxwell team. And of course, that leads to the 27th, which we hope we're going to have a couple of additional announcements on top of the fact um, that we're going to have uh, Maria Conchacao on, which uh, we've talked about uh, quite a bit. 
from the Maria Christina Foundation. She's got seven Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, she's a, a, a powerhouse herself. Um, but we're hoping, um, and I don't want to reveal too much, but I like to go ahead and put things out there because uh, that, that commits me to it. But we're hoping for a little bit of a format change for that. So we're working on that technology now. But there may be potential that you could not only listen to us, but attend that live and and watch me interview her uh, directly uh, on screen. So uh, watch for details to come out uh, for that. Uh, that's going to be announced uh, on our pages, uh, the Voice America page. That'll be announced through my Twitter and Facebook. Um, but uh, this is going to be an interview you don't want to miss. And it's also going to be hopefully a new format change that will take uh, not only place on that show, but from that point forward. So we're looking forward to uh, some exciting things. I actually just uh, signed our contract to do this for another year. So uh, we're so excited. Uh, we'll be doing this for another year as a show. So if you love us, we appreciate it. Uh, the numbers have been incredible as we sat down and looked at everything. The audience has actually grown by 56% year over year. And that means you guys are listening. So I love you for it. I appreciate it. Uh, keep talking to us. Keep hitting me at, at Rick A. Morris uh, on Twitter. Uh, R. Morris at rsquareconsulting.com. And please don't forget to check out the new rickamorris.com uh, for all the products that we talked about in the beginning of the show. Uh, but for now, I'm going to head off uh, to North Carolina as we build some new exciting products uh, with our great friend John Stenbeck. So be watching for those to come out here uh, shortly as well. So for that, we're going to give you back uh, your Friday. We love you guys for hanging out with us on the Work-Life Balance, and we'll talk to you Next Friday with Michael O'Brocht of The Real Life Q. You've been listening to Rick Morris and The Work-Life Balance. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. 